Welcome back to the Hearts Unleashed podcast. We're turning dreamers into doers. If you're ready to open your heart and take inspired action on your dreams, you are in the perfect place with wonderful people. Here's your host, dreamer, educator, and adventurer, Abigail Gazda. All right, lovers, welcome back to the Hearts Unleashed podcast, where we are turning dreamers into doers. And today we have Deb Acker, an intuitive relationship healer who helps women heal their relationships, especially their inner relationship. Deb, I am so excited to talk about that. The result here is a deeply rooted, loving relationship in all areas of life, feeling calm and safe and in control, no matter what's occurring in your personal experience or in your outer world. Deb's clients often share that their work together is more powerful than years of therapy. I love that experience uh, when she's not coaching or speaking or writing. You can find Deb working out or in nature or traveling the world. Deb, it sounds like we have a lot alike. <laughs> Welcome to the Hearts Unleashed podcast. <laughs> Thank you so much. I'm so grateful to be here and I'm so grateful to be talking about this topic. So, <laughs> yes, um, you are a perfect fit for our audience and for who we are. And we do have males and females. And, and so I, I love that you serve females and that I think that inner relationship, that's definitely the conversation. That's the rabbit hole. I'd love to dive face first down <laughs> and, <laughs> and how that relationship with ourselves really amplifies our experience of life. But before we dive into the topic or the content, uh, tell us a little bit about you and how you got started in the work that you're doing. Yeah. So my journey actually began before the age of two. And it was really at that point in my journey where my dad was leaving. And of course, at the time he wasn't leaving me, he was leaving my mom. My two-year-old self had no way to differentiate that experience. And what happened in that moment, sort of unbeknownst to me, is that I made up that love equaled leaving right? That I, and, and basically that I would always be left and that those beliefs again, subconsciously got stored in my cells. And then as I went into my childhood, I had a constant fear where I was trying to always trying to prevent people from leaving. So I became a people pleaser. I completely disconnected from myself and disconnected from my emotions. Um, I completely, uh, basically didn't know what I want. Cause if I didn't know what I want, then I might not you know, disagree with someone and then they wouldn't leave. And so what also happened though, during that time is I always had a fear because my mother was my primary support system that something could happen to her, something would happen to her. And unfortunately, when I was 17 years old, and this was, I know it can sound harsh to some, but it was a co-creation between her and her own journey and in my journey as well, that she ended up passing away from cancer. And so those two moments rooted in a deep abandonment pattern that would take um, over 30 years to heal and figure out what is it we really need to do to heal our deepest rooted relationship patterns. And with that, how do we build a relationship with ourselves to create love in our world. And so it's just, that was just the start of the, of that journey. Yeah. Well, one, I appreciate like this started when I was two, not a lot of us. (laughs) And I appreciate the elevation from where you shared your ability to kind of break that down into the patterns and the the attraction and the co-creation of it. And I imagine that going through it in the process, it wasn't always told that way, or you didn't always relate to it that way. 
And um, it's very, it's very wonderful. It's inspiring to hear from where you're sharing right now. However, um, again, wasn't always from that space. And I really relate to what you're sharing. I never identified with abandonment issues, but when you were saying it, I was really identifying uh, with the like disconnecting from self. And you said something about like, if I don't have a preference, then it can't not go my way or, you know, someone won't leave me for the way it is. And I like, I kind of actually just had a realization as you were sharing is I, there's a lot of times I'd say I don't have a preference and, and sometimes I genuinely don't. And then sometimes I do and I don't say it. And so it's just, I'm going to watch myself doing that and see where that comes from. And, and then, you know, times that I think I don't have a preference if maybe that's just a pattern. So thank you. <laughs> um, you're welcome. You're welcome. Those subconscious patterns can get so, they're so deep. And they're just so like, they're part of our normal life. And even the abandonment piece, I mean, I had two big moments, but so many people, if you have physically and or emotionally unavailable parents in some way, so even just they worked a lot, that can cause deep-rooted abandonment. And yet in our society, that's rewarded. So just some important things to to really note and and just like understanding, like as we go on the path. Yeah. And that's, that's exactly my mom did work a lot and I totally made that up. I equated that and I kind of backtracked it to like being five years old and remembering a time that she didn't, I remember her not coming to tuck me in. And, and, and I just made, you know, I said my five-year-old self understood 5% of the circumstance and that's what I concluded about life. Right. And so like it turned me into this people pleaser of overachieving and making sure I'm the angel daughter, like all these things that drove my identity. And so it sounds like it really drove your identity. What happened? What shifted? Yeah. So when I went, started to go into the dating world and was like, you know, trying, basically I was out there dating and things were not working. Right. I mean, in essence, I kept attracting either physically and or emotionally unavailable partners. Um, it wasn't working. And I did that for many years, coupled with unsuccessful therapy, where I had awareness of, oh, yes, my dad left and that was causing, you know, this pattern, but nothing really was fully changing. And then I got to a breaking point on my journey where I felt, okay, like I have to do something different to create a different result. Like, I can't do this anymore. I desperately want love and want a love partner. So I ended up making a new choice and deciding to do something differently to create that. And that was really what set me off on this path of healing and how we begin to start to heal and really work through uh, all of these really hardcore relationship patterns that can really define us in relationships. Yeah, so, so valuable. And it's really fascinating that you were able to see that. And, you know, I would imagine after so many... I think that's where I just want to invite our listeners to look. Cause like when we end up in the same job with the same outcome or the same feeling, I would love to ask your perspective or what you would share about this too, is like, you got to go for the feeling. If you can recognize like, okay, I feel abandoned and we might not say it so clearly. Like I feel like shit, I feel tired. I feel burnt out. I feel irritated. I'm always overwhelmed. I'm always anxious. Like, and, and, and your life is producing those same feelings and results, then you're in the pattern. What would you share about that? Or how would you say that, Deb? So how I would answer that is that we are constantly creating in our environment and every single thing that is happening for us is for us. And so when something happens in your field, it is so important for you to start to look at it for all of us to start to look at it. It's like, why is this in my field? 
right? What is this here to show me? How is this here to help me to learn and grow? And if you want to take it even one step deeper, how did I create this? Or why did I create this? And so when we start to do that, that's another way that we can start to really identify those patterns and start to see, you know, especially the things, I mean, it was, it was obvious to me that I was attracting unavailable partners, but it was not obvious to me that I was, uh, you know, of some of the smaller things that were happening, but had a really big, uh, impact in my life. I really appreciate what you said. And listeners, I would super duper recommend that you go back and write those questions that she just like rattled off so quickly because, (laughs) uh, and, and you didn't even say it too fast. I was just like, yes, 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 yes. We need to be asking ourselves those questions. And what I want to say to that is that is some mega responsibility, mega responsibility, because it is so easy to find blame for how we feel based on the people in our lives and our circumstances. But we are literally the generators of that. What would you have to add to that, Deb? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think it can be really easy to fall sort of into that victim space of like, oh, I didn't, but I didn't do that. Like that person's not showing, I, you know, I didn't cause any of that. It's not my fault. This is not my problem. But here's the thing about it. When we start to take radical responsibility for every single thing in our life, that is when we actually have control and end up in the driver's seat of our life. So, so much of our life, we spend our time trying to take control or have control in our life. This is one strong and powerful way to begin to do that. So brilliant. So brilliant. Thank you for having us look there because um, it is so subtle. And oftentimes in a call, I'm I love being in a one-on-one call with clients because I'm able to gently offer to them like you are causing this and let's take a look at how, because a lot of times people really want to be the victim of it or like it's happening to them. And I, you said it a few times, it's happening for you. It is. And we have to see why and how. And so it's just so brilliant. And so shifting a little bit into that conversation with self, I think that when we do have a strong relationship with ourselves, we're able to take a little bit more responsibility. We're able to, not without emotion, but we're able to take a look more seriously at how we could be the cause of it and not take such, um, like make it have this negative dialogue about ourselves or beat ourselves up about it. So how does that reflect the relationship with self or how can we take that work on? Yeah. So when you're asking yourself those questions, so say for instance, you're in a dynamic where you get in a fight with someone. It's really common nowadays, like for people to like have a negative interaction online, right? So you you get online, you have- That's a great example. (laughs) (laughs) It's so common. And so you've had this, this negative interaction and you ask yourself those questions of like, why is this in my field? And what is this here to show me? Well, one of the things that might be there to show you is some unresolved anger from childhood that is in your field. Some place where maybe, you know, for me, I was really angry at my dad when he left, even though he, it was not intentional at all to hurt me. Like that was not about what he was, what he was choosing. I was really, really angry. So for instance, if I was experiencing that kind of anger in my field, I might say, you know, and I do this work with my clients where I'll be able to identify, okay, age five with your dad, this is what happened that created this anger. But no matter what, if you are having some experience, maybe of like maybe that anger is because you don't feel seen or you don't feel heard, 
right? So you're like, you're wanting to fight and you, you have a pattern, you're playing out a pattern of wanting, of fighting to be seen or fighting to be heard, right? And so it's important at night when we start to build that connection and build that relationship with ourselves to talk to yourself and your inner child. But if you're new to inner child work, it can be just something as simple as, hey, why did, you know, what sparked that fight in you this afternoon? Like, what was that about for you? Like, what were you really trying to prove? Or what were you really trying to accomplish in that fight? And our inner child might say, you know, like, well, but, you know, she's wrong. She's wrong, right? And just starting to express whatever it is that's coming up for you. And again, whether you're connected to your inner child or if it's just from your own adult voice, whatever you are experiencing, expressing that in real time is one part of it. Now, if you start to go deeper and it was, and it was like, well, yeah, but I didn't feel seen. I didn't feel seen. I don't feel seen again, just expressing that multiple times until it really just holds no charge for you until you can say it no longer. And so just really starting to create and build that relationship with your inner child and with yourself that helps us to feel safer with ourselves and the safer we feel with ourselves. And the more we know that we have our back, no matter what then we start to attract safer, you know, safer experiences in our world. I mean, safety is illusionary, but we start to attract experiences in our world where we always feel safe, no matter what's, you know, what's happening in the outer world. Yeah. I love that. And there's three things. I was just like, you're laying out all these wonderful pieces of the puzzle. And I love what you were cueing us up to like ask ourselves or what to pay attention to for ourselves. And I also appreciate when you're like, I don't feel seen. I don't feel seen. I don't feel seen until it loses its charge. And I will often like to ask a client, okay, permission to behave that way. And then they'll, you know, cry or bitch or moan or complain or, you know, blame. And I'll say, I'll ask, how old are you being right now? How old are you behaving? And they're like, oh my gosh, well, that's my six-year-old, you know? And they can usually identify the age of that inner child that's really speaking up to be seen or heard. And um, I've always found that to be very effective. And I love what you were sharing and and that you're introducing inner child inner child work to us. I don't want to cut to the end early, but is there resources that you offer or is there a certain way that you work with people that they could meet with you about inner child work? Yeah. So I have several resources. First, uh, I have my book living deeply and I walk through so many ways to work with the inner child and also so many of the subconscious and unconscious patterns that often we can't see. I do also have a painful relationships healing course and we dive deep as well in the inner child, as well as building that relationship with ourselves. And if anyone who's listening wants to take this work deeper, I have a relationship assessment. It's complimentary. It's 30 minutes with me. And we really, dive deep into the heart of the truth of what's causing your relationship pain. And then we put a plan together in place for us to uh, start to work and shift that. So those are just a few um, resources and they can all be found at my website at deboraacker.com. I love it. And we will make sure to have that linked. Um, Like I said, I don't, obviously I usually ask how people can connect with you at the end, but just in this moment, the, some of the pieces you shared, I'm over here giving two thumbs up, like Yes, if you want inner child work, do inner child work. <laughs> and so you uh it really sounded wonderful the way you were sharing it. So a relationship assessment, you guys, and a relationships healing course, living deeply. Tell us about your book. So my book is my journey of walking through how do you 
fully heal your relationship patterns. I know when I was getting on this journey, people were like, you'll just be managing that. You know, you'll be managing that for the rest of your life. And I was really committed to, I can heal this. I know that I can heal my abandonment pattern and so many of the patterns that came with it. So that was part of it. And it was also my journey of fully forgiving my dad because I just... I don't think I even knew how upset I was with him until I kind of, the container was held for me to actually be with my anger and just really feel it. So I write about that. And then this is my path into magic and miracles. And how do you start to move into a flow space and really just create in your world and also how you open to your intuition and all the guidance that's coming through and all, there's all this access that we often don't, you know, don't come in. Well, we have it, but we we're, we're asleep to it. So there's all these parts of us that we can access that just add and create a much more rich and alive life. And so um, I walk the readers through my own personal journey, and then I unpack the lessons in each of the stories, as well as the patterns and then tools that they can apply immediately. Brilliant. That's brilliant. And um, I really appreciate what you said about like, I had no idea how much anger I had with my dad until I had permission to have it. And I think for all of our suppressed emotions, they wait very patiently until we are willing to feel them and then they come up. And I do think that they kind of knock on our door throughout the course of life, but we don't always answer that door and it just gets louder and louder and louder. (laughs) Yes, (laughs) yes, it does. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And so then tell us a little bit more about you know, when, when we are healing our relationship with ourself, I'm hearing it in reference to our past based on what you were saying, like the inner child work or how we grew up and the way that it shaped who we became. And then how about the future based or like our present based? Like how does that relationship with self affect those relationships now and into the future? So the safer we feel with ourselves, we start to actually attract people in our world that have our back. Like, I mean, I have like the the simplest and I think they're really fun examples where like, say for instance, I mean, I will healing my abandonment pattern, for instance, right. You know, I had a day where I, uh, like left my groceries. I used to live in Chicago in a high rise and I left my groceries downstairs to go park my car. And this woman was down there when I left my groceries. And when I got back, which was like 15 minutes later, she was standing over my groceries and she had waited for me so that she could help me to carry my groceries upstairs. So I'm not leaving myself. And so others don't leave me. Right. And others have my back. Right. And so it's everything from that to like, right now I'm in a transitional living situation and someone was like, uh, Oh no, you can stay at my house. Like just all the ways, the more we have our own back, right. The more connected we are to our feelings. This is another example that I like to use. Uh, years ago, I was on an airplane, (laughs) um, back in a little bit of a different time, but I was on an airplane (laughs) And, um, I was sitting, someone was sitting behind me and they kind of had a bully mentality and they were like, they didn't, I'm short. And they didn't want me to put my feet up against my chair. Mm. And this woman, I didn't know across the aisle, like without me saying anything or asking or anything said, you can't talk to her that way. (laughs) Like that is not okay. And that again was a reflection of my own inner work and inner relationship with self. And so sure it's things like that. And then it's like in relationships where, you know, a lot of times 
we as women, if you're single, you know, you can think that good guys are hard to find or that your emotions, there's no space for your emotions in relationships. And the more you do, the more you build a stronger relationship with yourself, a stronger relationship with your emotions, the more you will attract somebody who will also be able to meet you there. Yeah. I so appreciate you sharing that because we get really wound up about like what we're leaving behind or shedding that we don't have any reference for it. So we for, we don't really realize that new people, new circumstances, new situations await us at a higher vibration. And it can become yeah. really, really exciting when we're, you know, I like to refer to ego death. So shedding of different identities, particularly the people pleaser, right? When we are shedding the people pleaser identity, we think, oh my God, nobody's going to like us anymore, right? When we stop doing the things that are draining us or, or not serving us. And when in reality, we're standing up for ourselves in a new way or practicing new and healthy boundaries that new and healthy relationships and circumstances have room for us or we have room for that frequency and that connection in our head and our hearts. What do you have to say about that? I would say, so I agree totally, right? And we, what happens is, is that the more we bump up, then we invite people that actually have room for those places of us that have room for our full and true self. We invite and magnetize those people into our life. And so instead of having to always contract or pretend to be something you're not to be in the friendships and relationships you're in, the more you integrate, accept love, you know, find adorable, those parts of yourself, the more that you can do that. And the more you're willing to let those go, you're you're saying to the universe, I want more. And the universe wants exactly what you want. And so the universe will call in higher versions of those types of relationships and friendships. Yes, 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 yes. And Mm -hmm. I'm just kind of like listening to your answers like music. And I would love to invite you to jam out on the law of attraction because I can hear it in your voice. I can hear it in what you're saying. And um, I would love for you to offer. So we actually talk about the law of attraction a lot on the Hearts Unleashed podcast. We have a law of attraction series, and we also have a universal law series, and they're both really really popular. A lot of people listening in and sharing. And so give us your take on, or like what we need to know about the law of attraction. So I, when you said jam and I was like, eh, rock it out. So, you know, the, so the law of attraction, I mean, we are constantly always attracting, you know, we're, we're always putting out a frequency. We are always putting out a vibration, right? And I don't know if anyone on your always. show, um, always. And I don't know if any, anyone on your show has even talked about David Hawkins work and the scale of consciousness. Oh my gosh. No, please. I know it. And please say it please go. Yes. So, um, David Hawkins, what he did, and I think he did this in Sedona. This is what I heard. Um, he measured out all different kinds of emotions on a scale. So guilt, shame, anger, control. And then he measured out higher vibrations like love and joy and gratitude. And he put those all on a scale of consciousness. And so at any one point, we are operating from a vibration point. And supposedly there's a statistic, a statistic out there, it's a hard word to say, um, that uh, basically if you're operating from the level of love or above, which is 500, that you have the power to impact. I know 
know it's tens of thousands of people. When I've Googled it, I feel like I've come across a quarter of a million. But again, you know, I don't know if that's an exact figure or if that's even accurate, but let's put it this way. Someone operating from the level of love or above consistently, where you're not just dropping into love for a second and then hanging out, you know, in lower levels of vibration, not only you're going to feel better and that's going to help you with your immune system and the, and the things that you are attracting in this world, but it also puts out a vibration that can impact so many more people. And if we're looking at everything that's occurring right now in our world, and again, the fighting, the anger, all, all the energies that are coming up right now, that's all coming up to be returned and resonated and returned back to love. And so- Oh my God, oh my God, wait. <laughs> oh, I can't tell you, like I am over here happy dancing. I just need to pause you right there because- <laughs> One, you're speaking directly into the entire Hearts Unleashed mission and message. Like I have tears in my eyes. I just, it's what the entire book Alchemizing Judgment is about. That's my third book. I, I haven't shared that with you, but a lot of the listeners know. And you guys, so you're, I am literally, it's an entire manual about turning all of those lower frequencies back into love and above. And I just love what you're sharing. And I'm so happy. I'm so grateful. And, um, Oh, just keep going. Keep going. Cause you're singing our song. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's awesome. I'm super intuitive. So I just like tap into whatever. <laughs> I'm like, I had no plan to talk about it, you know, yes. what, you know what, and just allowing for the flow, but no, it's so, so it's so important to, to be aware of your state of being. And here's the thing about it. For me, it's not just about being aware of it and then trying to go back to a happy state. If you're not in a good state. It's about, okay, this experience happens to me. What am I feeling right now? Oh my gosh, yes. I'm feeling angry. I'm feeling hurt. I'm feeling sad. Whatever that is, feeling that feeling, knowing that you have your own back, because that is one way our inner child starts to feel really integrated with us. And then from there, once you feel like it's clear for you, it's clean, it doesn't feel like it holds that charge in that moment, then going to the space of like, what is it that I want to create? What is it that I want to magnetize in my life? And then starting and choosing in that direction. But first and foremost, really honoring whatever it is that happened in your experience. You had a bad day at work, honor that, right? You know, you got turned down for a promotion. You uh, got in a fight with a coworker, honor that. You got in a fight with your um, partner, honor that. You know, all of those things are so, so, so key and so, so, so important. And so in doing so, then we move and uh, move to that higher vibrating place and we keep choosing it and we keep conditioning ourselves that this is what I choose in life. And this is what I expect in life. And the feeling that I feel right now as we're talking is, is it's an aliveness, right? An aliveness in our bodies an aliveness in ourselves. And if all of those cells were kind of like little bubbles and they were out in the world yes. and then they were just attracting, they're going to be attracting those higher level experiences. If you can honor the current experience that is there and not try to override it or just sort of move into positive thinking. I love that you incorporated the lower frequencies too, because it's becoming pretty mainstream to call that uh, spiritual bypassing or, you know, toxic positivity, which, which are definitely real concepts. And, and you're speaking inside of that. And I so appreciate it because on the Hearts Unleashed podcast, it's the light and the darkness. I teach uh, the concept of like self-mastery is that we have this shadow self, this inner child work, this darkness, this unhealed stuff that we have to honor. We cannot 
put icing on a mud pie. You can, but you're going to, you're eating a mud pie. So it's the same flavor. And so, um, I just really appreciate your acknowledgement of the, of the other emotions that we'd rather not feel. And I can even admit for myself that I caught myself and I didn't know it until I got into relationship with my now husband and something that happened was I saw for myself that when something is uncomfortable and I will say consistently uncomfortable, I want to fix it or change it to become comfortable. So Mm -hmm. I wasn't really able to be with extended discomfort. You know, if it was a crying here or a little toughness there or struggle there, like, okay, got it. Like that's part of the process or, or maybe I'm writing and I have to stay up late or whatever it is. But when it's drawn out is when I get irritated and I then hyper-focus on fixing the irritation instead of like observing the irritation and look for the lesson. And so I was able to extend how long I could be with discomfort to gain a deeper level of myself and a deeper understanding and then climb to new heights too. So um, I appreciate what you're sharing just about the others, the whole spectrum, not just the light and fluffy side of it. (laughs) Yeah, no. And it's so important how I like to describe our feelings. It's like when we start to honor our feelings, it's like living life in color versus black and white. So when Uh we are not honoring those feelings, that's when life gets dull, it gets hard and we get the pattern or the pattern of the message louder. Um, And so when we can start to do that, it brings so much more aliveness into our worlds. It gives our life so much more richness and so much more depth. And just like what you're saying, the more we can be with that discomfort, you are rewiring your cells to be able to handle that. And it becomes easier and easier. And all of a sudden you realize that that light or that darkness was always light in disguise, that it was actually just light. So yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's so good. And, and the, your capacity to be with that stuff for longer. And you, you do realize that is it has directly affected my capacity for what I can manage in business, in life, in relationship, in all of it. And so I think people look at me a lot of the time and say like, wow, you're doing so much or you're producing so much. And yes, thank you. And it's no mistake. It's no accident. It is. It's like, if you want to be a marathon runner, you have to train like a marathon runner. You can't train like a 5k runner and then go run a marathon. You're going to hurt yourself. And if, if I, it's, it's been five years of my business that I have been training like a marathon runner to hold all of the capacity that, that this business holds it. And I have plenty of breakdowns around it. And if I'm not conscientious of all of it, I can still have breakdowns because it is maintenance. It's physical and mental and emotional and spiritual well-being. And we know like, if we want to have a good body, a healthy body, we must on a daily basis, maintain that it is not a one and done kind of scenario. Yeah, no, I absolutely agree. And it is that space. So if we're all, what we're doing when fear comes up or when anger comes up or when guilt or shame, what we're doing is we are rewiring ourselves to hold more of that. And then also just to hold more in our field, just like what you're talking about. And then the more we can really, it's like, it, it, first of all, it's returning us to us. It's returning us yes. back actually to wholeness. 
the more we feel that stuff, we actually have more access to our intuition. And then to just like what you're saying in terms of your capacity to be able to do more, it's not like you really want to do more. But the thing is, is that people don't understand a lot of times like, Deb, how do you do, you know, I could create a program, I don't know, in a really short period of time and a really, yeah. and people are like, how do you do that? And it's, it's like, because I'm connected in, right. And, and that's because yeah. when something's in my field that is hard or it brings up an emotion, I feel that because that's, that's my past that's just coming up. And it's just an, an, a layer of my past uh, being disguised as my present. So if I can feel that it returns me to present moment, the more I'm in present moment, the more I'm able to just know exactly what the moment calls for, exactly what the program calls for, exactly what I need to do to move forward in my relationship in, in any aspect of my life. Yes. So wonderful. And that when you're tapped in like that, that time doesn't exist. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. You step into, because time is illusionary anyways, it's like you step into, it's almost like, you know, you get into your own um, elevator or something. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. And then you're just like, and that elevator is like, like, we're just going to hang out at (laughs) one (laughs) eleven. That's great. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) So awesome. It's really awesome. And it's been really awesome to have you on. And you shared a lot about like what you've released and let go and healed. And I'd love to ask one of my favorite questions on the podcast is what does it look like for Deb's heart to live unleashed? So being free in this world to be my full and true self, which means that first of all, my emotions always have a place that I'm not presenting forward uh, a defended or only one aspect of me in this world that I present forward all of that, which especially with social media is very easy to want to put sort of the highlights real as we can all be conditioned to do. And there's nothing wrong with that. But for me, it's all about I am safe, right, and good to bring forth that true and full self. And then how do I show up every single day in all of my relationships as that person and love her to death? Yes. Thank you. And that you guys, that is a standing invitation for all of you, for all of us. Um, Deb, I want to thank you for being here. I really appreciate getting to literally jam out on the law of attraction and relationship with self is so powerful. And thank you for highlighting it. And then thank you for the work that you're doing in the world, helping people build their relationships with themselves and who they are and what they're up to. Because the more we do that, the more hearts that are living unleashed and living at love and above is that impact. Like if it really is a quarter of a million people, I just imagine the more people who are living fully and wholly, how we can sort of heal the planet, heal humanity, shift some of the conversations that we're having and some of the reasons that we're having them and cause a more loving world. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. I've so really enjoyed this conversation and I'm just super grateful to have been here. Yes, thank you. And you guys, DebraAcker.com. You can also head to HeartsUnleashed.com. All of her links where she is on Facebook and Instagram and the social world, uh, the interwebs will be on the show notes. So if you need to find that easily, it's at HeartsUnleashed.com. And I just want to thank you guys for tuning into the Hearts Unleashed podcast, where we are turning dreamers into doers. We love you. Thanks for tuning in to the Hearts Unleashed podcast. We hope you found all the inspiration that you needed today and that you use it to take the next inspired action on your dreams. If you love the show, share it with a friend. We love spreading the love. 
For more information, to listen to more episodes, or to shop Hearts Unleashed, visit us at heartsunleashed.com. See you next time, hearts.